0: Hello, welcome to another episode of I Love Rock and Roll. I'm and cool. I am Chip Chantry. You are. Look at and that.
1: I'm your host Johnny Goodtimes. and Great I'm your host Big you. Kahuna. It's nice Johnny, to be here,
2: Johnny Kahuna. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on today. Can we get Kahuna behind the boards? What's My so co-host fun? Johnny Goodtimes. Johnny, do you want to uh, introduce our special <laughs> guest today?
1: Yes, or should I? I do. Uh, I want to welcome. Wait, is it Ken or Greg, Chip? It's either. Just either. Let's say Ken. Yeah. Let's say, yeah. yeah. Uh, we want to welcome our good friend uh, Ken or possibly Greg to the show. Welcome. Ken
2: Krantz, ladies and gentlemen, oh. our special
0: guest slash host of the show. Ken <laughs> Krantz. Hey, thanks for having me. Did you guys do? Did, did you work on that? Was, was that a... Oh, yeah, we're,
1: we're, we're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we're, got way ahead
0: of on things. A lot of preparation. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a regular, you know we're a regular Abbott and Godot. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, it's so nice to have you back. You're turning into like, you're like the third Hall of Notes or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am like the third Hall, and Oats. Hall Johnny, of Notes. Hall of Notes and Good Times.
0: Can you tell us, Johnny, the
1: two other times
2: you've been on? What were the topics? Do you remember?
1: Uh, I remember the one guy uh, killed his wife. Ken yes. went into some really graphic details on that one. Totally, uh, <laughs> yes, it was a bit <laughs> inappropriate. Uh,
2: that was that yeah. Mr. Spade Cooley.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one
0: was oh, it? The, was it the Runaways? No, no. Johnny's been here. This is Johnny's fourth appearance. Is it fourth? Okay. Yeah. So
1: he also
2: did the. Uh, oh, yeah, it me- was the who were the, the the girls that sang "Leader of the Pack." The. um. The Shangri
0: Shangri La. That's right. I I like that Johnny looked more surprised than anybody here to hear that this was his fourth appearance.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I forgot that too. Wait, what
0: was his third time? Um, we he did two murderers. We did Spade Cooley and Phil Spector. Oh, Phil Spector. That's
1: right. Phil Spector. Oh my God, how did I forget that?
2: By the way, I've been listening based on that episode. Uh, I've, I, I don't care who knows. Kim and I. We put up our Christmas tree on Thanksgiving this year. We're just like, screw it. Let's just get it up. And let's we're getting into the holiday season. I'm excited about it. Uh, and uh, we've been listening to I, I made a mix of my favorite Christmas songs. And basically the entire Spectre Christmas album is on there because it's amazing. Yes, yeah, he yes, amazing. he killed a gal and probably other people, but he made some great Christmas music. Yeah. And that's
3: isn't, a great
2: album. isn't that what it's all about? It really is. It really mm-hmm. is.
3: So it doesn't matter if I kill someone, if I just put out my Christmas album soon enough, I'm good.
0: No, Kahuna, it, it, well, it, no get out of jail free. You're, <laughs> the, the album has to be a classic, right. though. Um, like right. if you kill somebody and you put out a mediocre Christmas album, we're going to judge this. <laughs>
3: yes.
1: Yeah. No, I'm going to I'm going to be working pro bono with uh, the prosecution. <laughs> uh, if,
0: if it's a shitty, shitty
3: Christmas, album. that's
0: one thing I just <sighs> want to. I'm picturing the prosecution trying to figure out why Johnny Good Times is there. Like, wait, so are you a lawyer? He's like, no, I <laughs> just love Christmas. <laughs> I love Christmas. I, uh, I think love this Christmas. guy
1: owns a. F- trivia: I got free T-shirts for the whole prosecution team. That's <laughs>
0: good. I think he said he owns a. F- Frisbee football team.
1: Right, 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 right. Let's why don't we go outside, toss the old frisbee around, and talk about this case.
2: <laughs> hey, Johnny, what's what's the more? What's the most? Uh, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Like the most successful business you've ever run. Is it your? Uh, like, and I don't want to get into dollars and cents, but what's made the most money for you? Is it your podcast? uh, your stake in a frisbee, uh, an ultimate frisbee team. Is it your, uh, vintage t-shirt shop or is
1: it your, uh, quizzo, uh, career? Yeah. It's Our Car trivia career. Quizzo. That's, that's what's made me magnificently wealthy beyond my wildest dreams. Okay. Yeah. You know, the rest of it's just sort of, uh, you like, know, the rest of it's just, once you get to a certain level of wealth, you're just trying to diversify.
2: Sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you gotta, you gotta go through the Caymans at that point. Right. And by right. the way, this is coming from from Ken and I who are both podcasters and stand-up comedians. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we 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 know those money problems just like Yeah,
1: well, I listened to your uh I listened to your um your interview with Zach Hansen. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like how you guys have combined sold over uh, him and uh, and the guy from Def Leppard. You guys have combined sold over like $160 <laughs> <and laughs> Yeah, that, that's 100%. the four of you guys. It's you cumulative, four,
0: lift, baby. It aver- four, I mean, four. that's an
1: average of $40 million a pop.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, that's a lot between them, you know, when you average it out yeah
1: yeah so you know i'm just uh, I'm excited to be here for the f- whatever it is fourth fifth time sixth time uh f- by the way fourth time three more than Zach Hansen yeah yeah you really have so something so just i'm just putting that out there i mean he might have done better in terms of album sales but uh he
0: just he, I, I mean, mean but I, I feel like he's done just way better in life in general but that's that's you no no don't, don't make that, that face easy
1: well, look agree to disagree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
3: uh, my God.
0: but you're you're funnier I I would mm-hmm. I listen if I had to go out and have a beer with one or the two of you I'm, I'm picking you six out of ten times thanks Greg but <laughs> those other four
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> again great to be on your show
0: <laughs> for those who can't see I just almost choked on iced coffee I was waiting
1: till you started drinking it. too. <laughs> All right, Chip, listen, uh, speaking
0: of which, uh, by
2: the way, speaking of our, our illustrious careers, Johnny, I want you to plug something right up front uh, right after I do. Um, speaking of being a rich, famous stand up comedian, I'm going to be performing on Monday night because Monday nights, those are the nights for comedy. That's the prime um, night. It's a prime night. It is. It is the week between Christmas and New Year's. So who's really working that week anyway? Monday, December twenty seventh in West Narton, Pennsylvania, at the uh, Westover Country Club, the current uh, temporary home of Joel's Comedy Club. I'm going to be at Soul Joel's. You can look just look up Soul Joel's Comedy. I'm going to be there on Monday, December twenty seventh, uh, and I'm going to be there with a very special gentleman. And that special gentleman, fortunately, is not Johnny Good Times. But fortunately. Is is Mr. Ken Krantz. He's going to be there as well.
0: Yeah. We're, we're bringing the show on the road.
1: We are. So the Monday after the major holiday. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade, but I want to be absolutely honest with both of you. Uh, I have a Monday quizzo. okay. It was last night, the Monday after a major holiday. Mm-hmm. There were four people in attendance. Uh, oh. last night. So just, um, I bet you we'll get double that, Johnny. Yeah,
3: We're gonna get yeah, double
1: not, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not
2: half. I'm I'm actually speaking of raining up parades. I'm hoping for a giant snowstorm just to make it even more difficult. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Ken,
0: you've you have anything to plug right up front, by the way? Let's let's we should get this out of out of the way right up front so everybody. Does right up this. right up front, the the week uh of Christmas, uh Thursday, December twenty-third, I am uh I'm headlining uh stress factory in New Brunswick. Nice. The the link is up. So let's let's sell it out because I have a door deal and I, mm-hmm. I haven't bought Christmas gifts for anybody yet. OK, I'm just I'm buying everybody a copy of Kahuna's album, assuming it's a Christmas classic.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Kahuna, do you have a date yet for, for your album?
3: Yes. Uh, December 17th uh it'll be out and it's funny enough because of course i picked i had picked an earlier date but my distributor was like nah we'll go at the 17th only for me to then realize my album comes out on the same day as spider-man so no one's gonna give a shit but i did re- but i did record a funny little video i paid one of my I paid one of my cosplayer friends to be like, hi, I'm Spider-Man. After you go see my new video, <laughs> after you go see my new film, go check out Christian Gordens' Christmas album in the Key of Christmas, available everywhere. So I, I love
0: it. I love that you think that the release of Spider-Man is what's going to cause this.
3: <laughs> I know. I love getting that <laughs> ahead
1: of more sales. With the excuse already Oh, I know.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well listen chip yeah I, the, uh, the uh yeah i was i was really hoping that uh people would uh, sell out my i would sell out my show on the 27th but that's also the uh that's also the the season premiere of young sheldon
3: and, uh, jo- johnny
2: uh johnny do you have anything to anything to plug here on the the cast
1: well, season tickets have now gone on sale for your Philadelphia Phoenix Ultimate Frisbee team. So uh, be sure to go to, uh, you know, find us on the Internet. And, uh, and by up. the way, if, if you're not, if you're in the Philly area, we, we joke about it.
2: I've been to a number of games. I'm not a huge sports fan. The most fun sporting event I've been to in years. Like, it's just a fun, awesome night out. Fast-paced game. A lot of other stuff to do. uh Cool venue and uh just just a really fun time
1: yeah i mean that's you know that's why i got into uh you know such a uh i mean now that i'm pro sports owner um obviously you know it's amazing i even found the time to talk to you gentlemen Um, sure we we appreciate that yeah Uh, no i was out for coffee earlier this morning with jerry jones and we were talking about how (laughs) their uh setup is versus ours it was a lot of back and forth it's business talk you guys wouldn't get it but i'm just happy to be here with you too also well, well, thanks for making
2: time in your busy schedule. Anything else you want to uh, promote?
1: Uh, man, um, no.
2: Okay. That's it. Just really focus on those season tickets. I like it.
1: Yeah. Well, buy. Uh, oh. No. Uh, 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 hire me for uh, your holiday party. Or hire
0: me for your holiday party.
2: Hire Chip for your holiday party. Hire us both. Hire us both for your holiday parties.
0: Or yeah. take the money that you would have given them and buy drugs and have a fun Halloween party. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: Did you say Halloween party?
0: Yeah, they See, See, did. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, happy Hanukkah, by the way. Great. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I yeah. was, um, I drugs. said drugs, and I started thinking about my Halloween parties. If the you're past. on that many drugs, though, it's Halloween every day, and that's. I got a
1: funny. I have
2: a funny story about drugs and a Halloween parties. Oh, <laughs> this is one of my. Uh, Ken, this is one of my favorite stories in the world.
0: am really? Now, let's say we got to get into the this. Yeah, episode, what are, are right? we? Just, we're just going to introduce the topic and sign off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you gotta we're, give we're the Cliff Notes <laughs> version because it is hilarious.
1: All right. So when I was like 23, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this publicly. Uh, when I was 23, um, I was going to a, a famous frat at UVA. They're well, they're famous for their Halloween parties. They're just epic. Everybody gets super dressed up. It's just nuts. So we're getting ready to go. I don't have an outfit. We swing by this friend of ours, uh, and she's like, "Oh, I have a little league outfit." <laughs> So I'm like, all right, well then, yeah, I'll, I'll, be a little league player. Well, then I'm feeling a little goofy in the car and we're all like, and it, this outfit is super tight on me. Obviously it's for like a 12 year old and I'm like 23, 24. And, um, it's, it's just insanely tight. And I'm like, this is just a little too weird. And then somebody said, well, why don't you put a sock in the front and go as John Holmes as a little league? <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's kind of obscure, but okay. Uh, so I put the sock down the front of the pants and then I write the words Jay Holmes on the back of the shirt and I'm getting ready. I had a couple beers. I'm at the party. I'm having a blast. I'm like joking. You know, it's the kind of outfit that you really got to play into. Right. Like if you can pull off the character, it's really funny. Like it's something nobody expects. Right. It's totally <laughs> right. random. So I'm having a couple of beers. I'm laughing. I'm, I'm flirting, whatever. Go back into my buddy's room and somebody goes, hey, man, got some shrooms. And they're like, here, take some of these. So take a couple of shrooms. Now, here's the thing with shrooms, uh, Ken, is that they don't put you in a goofy, giddy mood, uh, or at least these didn't. Uh, they put you in a very uh, sort of a creeped out, introspective can, uh, type sure. of feeling. And um, especially if you're in a giant room with lots of people dressed up uh, for Halloween. So I go back out onto the floor once I start, you know, that starts hitting me and I'm just completely creepy and I just play I just hang out against the wall for the rest of the party with a fake mustache and a giant (laughs) sock in the front of my little league pants and people are coming up to me they're like what are you and I'm like John Holmes is a little leaguer (laughs) And like the the absolute creepiest guy at the party by 500 people in there. Nobody creepier than me with a giant sock in my tiny pants, just hanging out against the wall, not talking to anybody.
0: Which by the way is probably how John Holmes as a little leaguer would have done it. And, and I've been, I've, I've taken those mushrooms when it can, when it can go either way, when you're either laughing and giddy or, you're thinking about every wrong decision you ever made yep. in your entire life, which would also be appropriate for John Holmes as a little leaguer. So I think right. you nailed it on many levels. Or
2: but, you can take them and you get both where you're just giddy and having a great time. And then out of nowhere, it just becomes introspective. <laughs> just just on a dime. So I, yeah. I, I, th- I like those on a dime ones. That's really good for your psyche. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, yeah. hey, speaking of wrong decisions, Chip, why don't you introduce today's. Topic. I'm very
2: excited about this one. Uh, we are doing a gentleman uh, by the. Okay, I'm going to name drop, first of all, to, to introduce our our topic. I'm going to name drop, so just get it. Let's get it out of the way. Uh, by a recently deceased person, unfortunately. Uh, I. A couple of years ago, I went to Helium Comedy Club in Philly to I wasn't working. I just went to see one of my favorite comedians of all time, Norm McDonald. And I went backstage because, you know, I worked there. I knew the other acts on the show. And I was like, maybe I'm going to meet Norm. I just would say hi. Shake his hand. I was very excited. I walk into the green room at Helium and the other comics are just kind of talking amongst themselves. And Norm is sitting right by the door, just in his own world, just singing a song. He's just singing a song to himself. He sees me walk in. I've never met the man, turns to me and just starts singing the song at me just is singing this country song right at me. He goes, Hey, do you know who that is? It's Billy Joe Shaver. Do you know who Billy Joe Shaver is? And I was like, no, actually I don't. And then he sat me down for five minutes and told me about how amazing Billy Joe Shaver, the country musician is. And that's how I met Norm MacDonald. Uh, the first time I met him uh, was he, all he wanted to do was talk about a gentleman by the name of Billy Joe Shaver. And, uh, that's who we're talking about this week. Uh, are you guys excited? Are you guys ready?
0: Yeah, very excited. This this is this is a pretty wild life this gentleman led. Okay. What I want to do real quickly is I'm gonna give everybody
2: out there the very brief cliff notes version of Billy Joe Shaver's life. This is just scratching the surface and then we're gonna jump in. But just to know what kind of man we're dealing with right here, this is Billy Joe Shaver's life okay he was born in Corsicana, texas in 1939 he left school in eighth grade to go pick cotton with his uncles but he would return to school occasionally to play sports uh he joined the navy on his 17th birthday was there for a while then he had a bunch of dead-end jobs he was, he was truck driver uh, a farmer uh he was a rodeo cowboy for a while he married brenda joyce Tyndall in uh uh, in the, I think, late 50s, they had a son, Eddie, in 1962. He divorced and remarried Brenda uh, three times. Plus, he was married to two other women. Uh, he worked at a lumber mill for a while in which he lost his right middle and indexed fingers and still taught himself how to play guitar without two fingers. Uh, he decided he was going to go out to L.A. from Texas, make it big. So he tried to hitchhike from Texas to, uh, to L.A., couldn't get a ride, so he just walked to the other side of the highway and just picked up a car going east and just went to Memphis and then Nashville, Tennessee, just because he couldn't get a ride one way on the highway, so he just decided to go to the other or the other end of the highway. He got a job in, in Nashville as a songwriter for $50 a week, where he met Waylon Jennings. Um, and uh, Waylon Jennings used mostly Billy Joe Shaver songs for his hit 1973 album, Honky Tonk Heroes. He wrote for artists like... Uh, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, and Elvis. Uh, he worked with Willie Nelson, Charlie Daniels, Al Cooper from Blood, Sweat, and Tears, different members of the Allman Brother bands. Uh, Bob Dylan mentions Billy Joe Shaver in one of his songs. He had an acting career, including working with Robert Duvall in The, the Apostle. Uh, his voice is on the theme song to the Adult Swim uh, squ- series Squidbillies. Uh, he's in the Texas Country Music Hall of Fame. The uh, Americana Music Convention gave him the Lifetime Achievement Award in songwriting. He received the Poets Award from the Academy of Country Music in 2019. In October of 2020, he died of a stroke at age of 81. That's just scratching the surface of Billy Joe Shaver's life and not even mentioning the time that he shot a man in the face. And then the man apologized to him and he was acquitted of the crime. (laughs) That is the life of Billy Joe Shaver right there. Uh so we got a lot to dig into gentlemen. Let's uh let's get started.
0: You certainly do. Oh. <clears throat> there's a Johnny, were you this so this was one of the subjects where um so I I first heard about him. There's a really amazing uh show. I don't know if it's gotten renewed, but there's two seasons of um Mike Judge, you know, from Beavis and Butthead. There's mm-hmm. a cartoon. Tales called... The tour bus. Yeah, there's a there's a cartoon called Tales from the Tour Bus, and each season focuses on a musical genre. And the first season they did was Outlaw Country. So that is where I first stumbled on Billy Joe Shaver. And then all of those stories that you just talked about, Chip are animated, and, and he was alive at the time, so he's interviewed and all all of his bands were interviewed. And um what a crazy fucking life this dude led. But I'm also like really happy to say that I, I I'm not much of a country music fan. But Neither in digging through his catalog, um I liked I liked a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's outlaw country. And I think that's different than the way most people get into country music. I mean, outlaw country is one of my favorite forms of music and pop country is quite possibly my least favorite form of music. Um, But he was definitely of the of the outlaw variety. And I'll tell you the absurd way that I discovered him was I was trying to find the Jay-Z song. uh, uh, What is it? um, Young Forever? Yeah. And somehow I think I accidentally typed in Live Forever <laughs> and <laughs> came across the Billy Joe Shaver song. And uh then I was like, and then I was like, oh my God, this song's amazing. And then I just like instantly became a Billy Joe Shaver fan. Um and that was just a couple of years ago. I would never heard of him until a couple of years ago. That yeah, I have dug into him, and I I love that whole Towns Van Zant. I'd heard all those guys. I don't mm-hmm. know how I didn't come across them, but I I definitely love Towns Van Zant, Waylon Jennings, that whole crew. I just didn't know who Billy Joe Shaver was.
0: You know what? It's well, it's funny that that Chip led this with uh, talking about how much Norm McDonald idolized him because Billy Joe Shaver, from everything I read, sounded like like you know how Norm was a comedian's comedian. Like Billy Joe seemed like the musician's musician, like yeah. everybody in the know loved him, but n- the mainstream never caught on, e- you know, like his songs uh, covered by other people ended up being way more popular than him just singing his songs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's also, you know, it's one of those things where there, nobody's going to come out and say it, but like. There's certain guys who are dripping with talent, but just can't keep it together. I mean, he was obviously a walking train wreck. Yeah. I mean, at one point I read he was a drinking buddy with Towns Van Zandt. And mm-hmm. when you read that sentence, that's like saying that you're a drinking buddy with like the guy that wrote Leaving Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you're a drinking buddy with Towns Van Zandt. That doesn't mean you guys are going out and having a couple of pints at the local bar. That means you're drinking at 10 a.m. until six and then going out looking for a fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and guys like that, you know, are not necessarily, you know, I don't think even though Willie's smoking plenty of weed, he's still showing up at the studio.
2: Right, he's he's doing his thing. He, uh, and Billy Joe was on an episode of Norm's Netflix show. I think was it called Norm McDonald has a mm-hmm. show. I think it's called, and he's a guest. Great episode, you should listen to it. But he was talking about how with all those guys who were like big into drugs, doing it. Billy Joe was the guy who would do take any drug, like if they didn't know how it worked, if they didn't know if it was dangerous, they would just give it to him and he would take it, quote, because it was free. Yeah. And just like he would take anything. And he was basically the guinea pig.
0: They they said that um, Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings used him as their drug guinea pigs. So, you know, like when you're famous, people just give you drugs. And they would get bags of pills and shit, and they didn't know what it was, so the three of them would get together at one of their homes and they would give uh Billy Joe shaver all these pills, and then they would just wait a couple hours to see how it affected him, and if they thought it looked good, then they would take it. he was like he was like the drug <laughs> canary in the coal mine
3: that's so fucked I love it,
0: <laughs> which is also a great but he's like he's like the life serial Mikey of outlaw country drugs he'll, he'll try it yeah
1: yeah the, the 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 thing that was funny when chip was talking about him hitchhiking and then getting so annoyed he crossed the road and went the other way all i could think about was uh Wee trying to get to the alamo uh <laughs> the stack over his shoulder and the thumb the big <laughs> rubber thumb out and just laying on the side of the road because he was so annoyed Like <laughs> that's how annoyed you have to be to cross to the other side of the street and just see where they take you but that's you know that's what it's crazy to think about. That's just what people did in the '60s. Like I, even before the '60s. Like I, had, I remember having an old neighbor when I grew up. He's like, "Yeah, we used to just, you know, you'd come home from college, you'd just hitch a ride, and then you'd just go out on the side of the road and you'd hitch a ride back to college." And it's just like, what? And it's like, yeah, that's just the way it was. He said at one point that he came out to Memphis on a cantaloupe truck.
3: <laughs> uh, which,
1: which I sympathize with because I used to sell cantaloupe on the side of the road out of a truck. So that was, that's my little connection. How many hitchhikers have you picked up over the years? Uh, pretty much all the hitchhikers I picked up were when I lived in Hawaii. Hitchhiking was still, I don't know if it still is, but when I lived there hitchhiking was totally normal and it was actually a lot of fun. I had some really great interactions, picking people up, including the one guy I didn't realize until he had gotten into my truck, uh, had a bloody nose. Oh. and uh and i said i said oh my god dude what happened he goes just got my ass kicked by my roommate <laughs> <laughs> I go, what he goes yeah, a, yeah he was talking shit and i went out of me he's a black belt karate i shouldn't have done it
0: <laughs> um I saw another great story uh, where Billy Joe, Billy Joe, and his band, they used to have this old beat-up van called Old Blue, and they just crisscrossed North America in this van. And one night they're heading to Canada with a um, with a stolen U hole trailer you know like the trailers that with all their equipment it's not it's not that it was stolen it's just that they decided they weren't going to return it right so um i guess they were a little nervous like they didn't know if it'd been reported it was you know they'd gone months without returning it and um as they're getting ready to cross into canada Billy Joe says, "Hey, we got to get rid of all the drugs because you know if they find a stolen trailer and drugs, we're we're in a lot of trouble. So one it, or the other is fine. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of drugs in those days. It was like okay, or a stolen tra- or a stolen trailer. Yeah, but if you have both, it's it's a problem. Um, so they pull over to the side of the road." And uh, they decide what they're going to do is th- there's a mi- there's mile markers so they they can you know, they can pinpoint what where they are. They dig a big hole. But while the, <laughs> while they're digging, they start, you know, doing some coke and drinking and everyone's pulling all their illegal shit out. So it's like knives and guns and pills and weed and coke. And they just bury this like treasure trove of drugs and weapons by a mile marker and then they know when they come back where it is and then they go to Canada for the tour and on their way back they realize not one of them bothered to write down the mile marker (laughs) (laughs) so they just kept pulling off to like where they thought maybe it looked familiar um And that reminded me of uh, I was I was in Vegas once. And by by the way, that's like Fargo, but way more fun. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I I was in I was in Vegas once for a bachelor party. This was in my younger and wilder days. And um, we had also a lot of drugs and um, we put them we were in the suite. We put them in the hotel safe. And went down to the pool, and then when we got back up, we realized that nobody had written down what the combo to the safe was, <laughs> you know, because like you said it yourself and in Vegas it's like you get three strikes an hour so uh, you, they let you try it three times and then it locks for an hour before you can try again and um, we Which sat- is a very high stakes slot machine That's <laughs> <with it. laughs> The fun never ends in Vegas <laughs> We we sat there all day We had we had like a spreadsheet made up of codes that we tried and then it was like we we were trying to get into the mindset of the night before like what were we laughing at like oh maybe it's your birthday maybe it's your birthday or was there like <laughs> was there a funny word that we were saying last night that would correspond and it was and then um, and, and then uh, nothing turned out to be right but we spent it, it was almost more fun trying <laughs> to get the drugs than like getting and doing the drugs but we we finally had to call the um uh, we had to call somebody up and um, we handed him like five or six hundred bucks. We were like, listen, you need to open the safe, but you also need not to look in the safe. But it, it was Vegas. He was, you know, not surprisingly pretty cool about the whole thing. How funny would it be if, if like you told him that, but he peeked anyway and it was just like baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was our stamp collection. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I love that story that that, you know, five guys in a van and not one of them thinks to write down the mile marker. Amazing. They're just like, oh, we can go on tour in Canada and come back and remember.
1: Well, I like that you had a corresponding tale.
0: <laughs> no, i was i was watching that episode and i was like this feels very yeah, familiar it was
1: just, by the way it was just as sketchy
2: <laughs> so uh, uh, in in 25 years on some country music podcast they're going to be doing the ken kranz story yeah <laughs> let's
0: hope so
1: the the one thing the one the one that i liked was um that when he went out to Nashville, so he met Waylon, I guess somewhere and they were all playing songs and Waylon was like, and they were all hammered and Waylon's like, Oh my God, who wrote that song? And he said, I did. And he goes, you got more of them? And he said, yeah, he goes, come on over to Nashville and, and let's record some together. So for Shaver, this is his big break. So he goes to Nashville and then Waylon Jennings is like, I don't know who he, I don't know who this guy is. I was hammered. Yeah. Like, so he just won't let him in to like the studio. So finally one day Shaver, like makes his, like fights his way into the studio. And he says, if you don't listen to my music, I'm going to kick your ass.
3: <laughs> like
1: literally told him he was going to either play his songs or he was going to whip him. Yeah. And, and, you know, when a seven fingered man says he's going to whip your ass, you, you, you know, you got to listen. Yeah. And so uh, he, you know, he came in and, and Waylon apparently said, I'll give you one song. I'll give you one song to impress me. And if I don't like it, get out, you got to go. And he's like, all right. So he played one of his songs and whale was like, all right, let me hear what else you got. And then they ended up doing, Whalen ended up doing a whole album of yeah. Shaver's songs. And that's
0: how he blew up. Right. And that's, that's that 1973 album is uh honky tonk heroes. I think it's yeah. called that's, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be like the birth of the outlaw country movement. But the and, and it's mostly Billy Joe Shaver songs yeah it's like 10 of the 11 songs are Billy Joe Shaver songs or mm-hmm. something like that but the the version I heard was that they were at um, this big concert in Texas what has now turned into you know how Willie Nelson does that family picnic every year mm-hmm. so it's now it was it was the precursor to that what whatever it was called it was right before Willie Nelson took it over. The story I heard was that Billy Joe Shaver was on acid. And got it in his head that he was Jesus Christ, and he started walking around this crowd looking to heal people, and dressed as dressed as a little ligger with a sock in his pants, <laughs> J Holmes on the back, <laughs> <And> J <Jay> Christ. <laughs> and he comes upon uh, like a little trailer. He, he described it as a peanut trailer and he walks in and there's three dudes sitting around playing a guitar and then he says hey can I play that and they give him the guitar and he starts playing one of his own songs and then at which point from the back of the trailer a door flings open and Waylon Jennings comes out and says whose song is that and then that's how they that seems a little less believable than you know they were introduced somewhere but I, I like that version that He thought he he literally thought he was Jesus Christ and was looking for people to heal. And I like the fact that he threatened the guy's life and got
2: a record dealer, you know, got him to buy songs from it. Like, that's the difference between Nashville and Los Angeles. Like, if (laughs) if if only Charles Manson did that, pulled a knife on somebody in the studio in Nashville, Charles Manson, huge country Huge country star right. right now.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah,
2: he would have written in- Instead, instead t- Terry Melcher out in L.A. was like, ixnay. But uh, <laughs> yeah. if, if only if only instead of going south from San Francisco to L.A., he just went east. It, if only Charles Manson got on the other side of the highway. We
3: mm-hmm.
2: yep. <laughs> would have Charlie Manson would to this day still be one of the greatest outlaw
0: country singers of our time. Yeah. You know what, though? It's um, it's a testament to how good those songs must have been. That, all right. Even though the guy that just busted in and threatened to kick the shit out of me, yeah, yeah, they're right. st- they're that good that I'm still gonna pay him for. Like for you don't these- hear
2: that story of like this guy burst in with a gun, put the gun in my face, and be like, "You better listen to this song," and because it- it's gonna be a hit, and that's why we have Ario Speed Waggons. I can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't
0: happen. <laughs> but I also like the idea that he. uh he like you think you're Jesus. Like if someone told me they were Jesus and can heal me, I would be like, but OK, but then why do you only have six and a half fingers? <laughs> <laughs> this is where
2: they put it's where they put the nails. <laughs> the sto- I wasn't going to say it.
0: The story he told about that was that he was um, he was working in a lumber mill uh, outside of Waco and um, he gets his hand stuck in the machine and it, it cuts off, you know, three fingers or whatever. And what if he was working at a lumber mill, but he actually just cut it like in the break room trying to cut a bagel? Like, that, <laughs> that's what
3: happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like the guy from I'm not going to get you, I'm going to get you, sucker, with all the yeah. medals. He was like, oh, this one's this one's for volleyball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he had just read this article about uh, surgeons in Japan that somebody had lost their fingers and they went to a hospital in Japan and the Japanese doctors successfully sewed the fingers back on. So he said he scooped his fingers up, drove himself to the hospital and asked the doctor if he can sew them back on. And the doctor was like, no, like this is 1970s. Of course I can. not And he was like, oh, but I read that in Japan they're sewing fingers on. And the doctor was like, boy, you're in Waco, Texas. (laughs) 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 But he said that. um, So the nurse said, hey, can I have those fingers? And she took them and put them in a jar of formaldehyde and and handed them back and he said that the nurse was really cute and he considered like oh like what can i do to my like he was like thinking already of reasons to come back to the hospital like oh maybe next week i can cut something else off and 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 (laughs) and (laughs) sick bastard oh my god and that nurse no never mind
3: <laughs> say it. I was trying to make
1: a nineteen nineties joke and I decided not to. <laughs> oh
3: man. Um uh,
0: let, let's should we
2: talk should we get into some songs? Like what uh do you guys have any songs that you would suggest for somebody who doesn't really know Bill Joe Shaver? And again, I, I think I'm in the same boat of both of you guys. I really detest country music in general, yeah. but I love outlaw country music i love alt country i love wilco i love you know um uh my, my favorite probably current uh, is uh sturgill simpson who's kind of i feel like in that mm-hmm. sort of like a descendant of the outlaw country i think but like you, you know from from hank williams to the outlaw countries are amazing so somebody who's not a fan which i think we all more recently got into billy joe shaver what's a song that you guys would recommend
1: And that nurse's name, Lorena Bobbitt. (laughs) He did it. He did (laughs) it. Timing was
0: off. Timing was off. Timing was a little. It was a solid joke. You should have trusted your instincts.
1: All
2: right,
0: ladies and gentlemen, thank you. That was our
2: episode. I'm Chip Chantry. That is Greg Krantz (laughs) Damn
1: it. Uh, so, um, uh, I, to me, I mean, it's lived forever. I, I just, that's what, that's really like, I, I can't stop listening to that song. And the one I would recommend actually is the one he did that probably 10 years ago at Austin city limits. And it's that version, which is like the most soulful one. Like, I wouldn't say, you know, go to Spotify and listen to it. I'd say, go to YouTube, find him at Austin city limits doing live forever. And I think it was Austin city limits, but he's like, at that point, he's like an old dude who's been through hell. You know, his wife died of cancer. His kid died of an overdose. He's like just gone, you know, he's gone through this like murder trial. He's just, you know, he's just lived that life. And he's really about that life. And he's coming out the other end saying, I'm going to live forever. And it's just such a beautiful haunting song.
0: Yeah, it is that. You know what? I'm usually like I'm like a deep dive. Like, I'm never going to like your most famous song the most. Not that I'm not going to like it, but it's never going to be my favorite. But going through the catalog last night, live forever is what I kept coming back to. It's 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 an amazing song. It's also, if you remember the movie uh, Crazy Heart, it's the song that Robert Duvall sings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, Ken, how about you? Would you suggest that one, too? Or do you, another one? that? You yeah, like? that one was great. I also really like something called uh, Black Rose. Oh, Black Rose is great. Yeah, that was actually on on in my list of like, well, wow, there, there's the a great there's a great lyric in there that says something like the devil made me do it the first time. The second time i had done it on my own.
2: So, it's so good. <laughs> Which yeah, is that's such
0: a great lyric. Yeah, uh, I, I'm also somebody who's not like, you
2: know, oh, the most famous song. But this is one of his most famous. Uh, I would go with. Oh, before that, I have a suggestion specifically for Ken. It's the song, Jesus Christ, what a man. Oh, I think you should listen to that. Yeah, and I think you should learn, learn, learn some things uh, about that. It is the Christmas season. It is the Christmas season. It's the reason uh, for the season. Uh, But I got to go with, and I think it's just sort of like a quintessential outlaw country Billy Joe Shaver song. But uh, Georgia on a fast train is just oh
0: yeah, that's really good. It's just
2: it's upbeat. Like there's nobody who can't not like that song. Like there's nobody who can't like you can't be like oh I don't like that song. It's it's a great song. And, again, the lyrics, I'm looking at them now. Um, they say my mammy left me the same day that she had me. Uh, she hit the road and never once looked back. Uh, and then she uh, – uh, I, I got all my country learning, a millin' and a churnin', picking cotton, raisin' hell, and baling hay. I mean, great. And then uh, I've been to Georgia on a fast train, honey. Uh, I wasn't born no yesterday. Got a good Christian raisin and an eighth-grade education, and I ain't n- uh, need all you treat
0: me this way. I mean, just – it's, by it's the, the great by the way, that's all it's all true. Like it's he, true. he it's said amazing, his yeah. his mother did leave the day that he was born. Yeah. Uh he 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 was raised by his grandma and uh his mother the, the dad was like the dad was out of the picture before he even came around, mm-hmm. uh, before he was born. And the mom had said to the grandma, if it's a girl, I'm gonna stay. If it's a boy, I'm out of here. And then it was a boy and she just fucking split. True to her word. Yeah. 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 She's an honest lady. Yeah.
2: Um, And and by the way, like uh, some of the stuff, some of the live stuff, like Johnny said, is great. And his son did pass away i think it was like maybe like in like the year 2000 or so, somewhere around yeah. like the year 2000 i think uh of of a heroin overdose i believe but just to hear his son eddie and him play together like he i mean, he was an amazing guitar player uh it was great so there's a lot of videos out there of uh of he, his son playing with he's him. an
0: amazing guitar player i was reading about him last night there's a few articles that likened him to like stevie ray vaughn yeah um and he was his dad's band leader and they actually wrote that song live together live forever together they okay. uh they they co-wrote it and that was also like what gave me hearing the song i think that's that gave me goosebumps a little bit because when mm-hmm. you hear that a father and son wrote this and there's the lyric wait this is what got me as you know especially as as a parent but he he's he sings um you fathers, and, you fathers, and you mothers, be good to one another. Please try to raise your children right. Don't let the darkness take them. Don't make them feel forsaken. Just lead them safely to the light. And his son's clearly battling demons. You know, he's dead of a heroin overdose at thirty. So when I, when I heard like, "Don't let the darkness take him, Don't let him." It's almost like the two of them are pleading with each other to yeah. to not allow him to to go down this same path. Um, which, by by the way, I read, a, um, so he dies of a heroin overdose New Year's Eve to, uh, in the year 2000, like that morning. So I don't even know, I don't even know if he ever, like, lived to find out that Y2K was bullshit. But he, um, <laughs> Billy Joe Shaver has a concert that night. He's got a New Year's Eve concert in Texas. And I think, I can't, Tell what I think of this. So his band, when they find of Eddie, when they find out about Eddie Shaver's death, the band is way too broken up. Eddie's the band leader. He, you know, he. So the band was like, they just scattered. They were like, yeah, we we can't we can't go on to you know this. We can't carry. We can't do this tonight. And um, so Billy Joe Shavers faced with having to cancel the concert, and then Willie Nelson calls. And this is what I think's weird. Willie was like, "Listen, I know you're really upset. I know you're heartbroken, but it's time to get back on the horse. Me and my band will back you tonight." And Billy Joe Shaver uh, does the concert the same day that he finds his son dead with Willie Nelson's backing band. And here's the couple things I found fucked up. First off, he died that day, like I get Willie Nelson's intentions, but it's like, hey, get back on the horse. It's not like he's been in bed for eighteen months, you know yeah. with, with the it's like it's that day mm-hmm. um and also isn't horse another name for heroin like does that just feel crazy <laughs> and sensitive to tell something to tell somebody that who just lost? Like, what yeah. are you trying to say, Will? He was like, hey, don't don't let grief smack you around. Wink, <laughs> wink. You know, be, be, be the hero in your own story. It was like, wait, did, <laughs> do, you, do you mean hero? That's, that's what I said. Be the hero in, in your own story. Like, is Willie fucking with me? <laughs>
3: Oh my God, Ken!
0: Was that too dark?
3: <laughs> just, clear, just clear your mind of all that junk,
2: and uh, right, exactly. Don't be a joke. Don't be a dope, Billy Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well,
1: um, there's uh, this is going to be an unlikely comparison, but I think it's apt. And I think it's just because I saw last night that was like a flyer that this guy was performing. But I once I saw that and I knew we were talking about Billy Joe today, just the two connection, the two connects so much in my head it, in Philly. It's Beanie Siegel. Really? As crazy as that sounds, that it would be my Billy Joe and Shaver comparison, because here's a guy that's an uber talented songwriter but a really tough childhood who grew up, he's had drug charges, he's been in prison, he's been accused of carrying weapons. It's like the whole story. And then every once in a while, he'll come out with a song and it's just beautiful. And you're like, how did this guy come out of this freaking insane place? You know, where he's, you know, he's got gun charges, drug charges. He's, he's got, he's drug, he's addicted to drugs. He can't get out of his own way. And then all of a sudden just crafts something masterful. And you're like, how the fuck did this guy come through all of that shit to produce this freaking diamond?
0: Yeah. Well, amazing. I, it's, you know, uh, it's a good recipe for songwriting that, that much. Yeah, I mean, I think to a certain
1: extent it is. And I think that's an interesting discussion too. I remember one of the guys from the doors was like, Oh, I'm so sick of the uh, you know, the narrative that rock stars have to be drug addicts and have to their lives have to be a mess and a disaster. And this was an interview like 10 years ago. It might have been Manzaric, but he was like, I've had a great career 40, 50 years. I'm not addicted to drugs. My life's not a disaster. He's like, Jim Morrison. Decided that, you know, he was going to follow that role and he was like, you you know, you don't have to. And I think there's kind of a little bit uh, on one side of me. I think there's a sort of like most of the best creatives are sort of haunted by demons. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also but I also think that it's fair that you can have a long and successful career with without necessarily having to always see yourself as the doomed artist. Right. Oh, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, but it, it's it's I mean it's crazy. Like he just really like all that shit he just turned into a song. He turned he turned shooting this guy in the face into a song. <laughs> oh, we should talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we should we talk about that. For, yeah. Yeah. So he so now here's my understanding of it. So Chip th- th- I we I don't know which one of us is right, but what I heard was not that he married I, I heard that he only had two wives. I know you okay, said maybe, that he, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. But he, I, I, I had just seen like briefly that, it, you
2: know, if you look up like how many times he was married, there was like. Well, he
0: was married yeah. six times. Six times. Okay. To two ladies. Oh, so okay. he married and divorced two different women three times each. Jesus I
2: mean, and, he's consistent.
0: Yes. So here, here's the story that I heard, as as told on uh, Tales from the Tour Bus, and this is out of Billy Shaver's mouth, which I guess I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he is set to marry his his second wife for the sixth time in Vegas. Uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, an ordained minister. Is going to officiate the wedding. Uh Billy Given shows up and he's asking, you know, he he's on the casino floor and he's trying to figure out where the wedding celebration is. And he asks somebody, he's like, hey, where's the celebration? And and he just points to like the middle of the floor of the casino. He was like, right there. No, Billy's like, No, no, no. I'm talking about the wedding. Uh he was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like it wasn't even in like a room. It was just like in the middle of the casino, in the casino. floor. And <laughs> he was like, and then, and Billy Gibbons was still like, no, you don't understand. This is uh, Billy Joe Shaver's wedding. He was like, yeah. And the guy pointed to the floor. He's like, he's right there. Billy Joe Shaver is on the floor Indian leg wrestling with his best man and <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, I don't know much about Indian leg wrestling, but I know quite a bit, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, jo- Johnny's <laughs> actually part owner yeah. of
1: Philadelphia's
3: premier
2: <laughs> Indian <laughs> leg wrestling team. You guys yeah. should come
1: out to the game, <laughs> season tickets just went on sale. Uh, it's
3: a great time,
1: Chip will tell you it's different than your typical sport, but it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> the Philadelphia Golden Cramps, um, so he, uh, He ends up getting really hurt, and they have to call the wedding off because he gets a vertebrae in his neck broken from Indian uh, leg wrestling. And the wife is so angry that he went and fucked up their wedding that they – I think they either – They decide to get divorced Like just as quickly And then Mm -hmm. on their way back from Vegas They stop together I guess they've been through it so many times That they just Even though they're divorced They're like we'll just drive home together And Yeah uh, They stop at a bar And that's That's when That's when things go badly Uh, Well I guess for the guy that got shot Not so much Right Yeah Uh, So he's, he's He's currently Got a broken Neck vertebrae yeah. Yeah.
1: You All know, right. so it's funny because this reminds me so much of Chip <laughs> and Kim's wedding. Uh, a lot of parallels. Know, I, yeah. Like, I mean, granted, it wasn't at Las Vegas in a fancy casino. It was at second Oregon Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. But, you know, still a lot of they were right in the middle of the floor mm-hmm. and uh, still the leg, the leg wrestling and the whole thing. Yeah. I, I got a lot of tokens that day, though, Johnny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did. But speaking of speaking of uh, Chuck E. Cheese, Johnny, do you remember the time we took your little brother? To Chuckie Johnny had was like in Big Brothers Big Sisters. You know, he had a little brother, great kid, and he took him to Chuck E. Cheese one day, and I went with him. I remember because we rated the pizza.
1: You were doing we the pizza. pizza, yeah, yeah. Video is still out there somewhere.
2: Yeah, there's there's a there's a where we literally rate the pizza. Like he was going through all the best pizza places in Philly, and we decided to do Chuck E. Cheese. But on the way out from the Chuck E. Cheese, it's second in Oregon in South Philly. I just there was a it's in a strip mall, and there's a trash can right outside the door and there was a piece of paper that was folded up on top of the trash can so i just picked it up it looked like a note that somebody would pass in high school and i was like oh this will be funny what's somebody writing to somebody in chucky e. cheese and i picked it up and it was from one woman to another woman about how amazing the foursome was that they had with their two husbands and how they want to do it again and how and it was like the most graphic uh letter i've ever read in my entire life just about how the four of them got together and it right outside the chuck e cheese right outside chuck e cheese and i had that letter for years i hadn't just had in my drawer and i can't find i haven't been able to find it forever are you you sure
0: are you sure it wasn't about golf like or did your imagination just run (laughs) wild
2: maybe maybe my mind was in the gutter at second in oregon
0: (laughs) you know how you walk out of chuck e cheese all hyped up sometimes yeah yeah So anyway, (laughs) so so he goes into so so they're 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 in this bar and this 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 really big dude sits down and starts dressed
1: up like an animatronic rat
0: (laughs) (laughs) and starts flirting with Billy Joe Shaver's you know soon to be ex wife again (laughs) and Billy Joe's like he doesn't give a shit but then the guy kind of starts disrespecting him. And he says, and he's stirring the guy, he, he, Billy Joe claims he feels intimidated because the guy's got like a hunting knife and he's stirring his drinks with this knife right at the table. So then uh, Billy Joe says something and then this guy tells him to shut the fuck up. And Billy Joe says, well, you know, I I can't really have you talk to me like that. You, I need you to apologize or something. And the guy was like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm going to kill you. Let's step outside. So this is what. So Billy Joe and the police claim two very different things. Billy Joe claims as as the guys walking outdoors, the band leader, you know, from the bar band, hands the guy a gun. Uh, Billy Joe goes out. The guy takes three shots and misses him. Billy Joe keeps a little like derringer in his boot and pulls it out and shoots the guy. In, 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 in the cheek, it, it goes in one cheek and exits the other. Or, as Billy Joe describes it in his own words, he shoots him right between the mother and the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh billy joe's wife comes out sees what all the mess is about and it's like well i better go home with billy joe like he's you know he clearly alpha mailed his, his way out of this and i'm going home with him they take off billy joe starts calling everybody he knows like hey i just shot a guy i don't know what to do and then word gets around that, that billy joe oh oh after he shoots him the guy apologizes The guy was like, (laughs) all right, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And Billy Joe was just said, well, I I wish you had said that earlier. We wouldn't be in this boat. You know,
2: yeah, Uh, very, very logical. Um,
0: Now, here's where the police claim Uh, the police claim there's no gun that this guy was never handed a gun. Um, They claim all he had on him was his knife and uh that's what witness literally yeah. brought a knife to a gunfight yes yeah. <laughs> the, the wit- witnesses and the police report all all uh, they all stick to the story that that it was a knife um billy joe claims that it was a gun and that it was that that he hit it or disposed of it so you would think that If he fired a gun three times, that there would be evidence of that, you know, bullet holes in a wall or casings at the very least. So then Billy Joe goes on trial, but not even for like attempted murder. Like it's like the charges aren't even that serious, but he's facing jail time. He goes on murder. He, He goes on trial and all of these stars come out to support Billy Joe he plays a concert the night that he shoots the guy in the face and tells the crowd like, Hey, I shot a guy. Uh, so pray for me and my family. Yeah. It was like, is that <laughs> he's got to back. He's got to get back on the horse. Ken. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, there's a three day trial. Uh, Robert Duvall comes to support Willie Nelson's there. He's so beloved, you know, in Texas and, and, uh, um, There's before the trials even over, there's already a song on the radio from another country singer about Billy Joe shooting this guy in the face. Mm -hmm. And um, they put Billy Joe on the stand, which I can't imagine was smart. Uh, He 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 tells the prosecutor. That um, you know like they asked Like well why didn't you just walk away Why did you have to shoot him and he was like Because that's how we do things in Texas uh, Which I guess was enough For the jury to. It, it's almost like he, So he's acquitted the The jury finds him not guilty It's almost like they were just like Listen we know he's Obviously super guilty but it's Billy Joe we just love him so much You know mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like in my in my mind's eye, when you said they brought him on the on the on the stand, and they said, you know, well, why didn't you just walk away? And he and he said, uh, well, that's not how we do things in Texas. I just see. Uh, Twelve men in the jury box with those little pendants on their necks just stand up and throw their hats into the air and go whoo!
0: Firing guns in the courthouse. Yeah,
1: like I just see the jury just absolutely just hugging each other like they just won the World Series.
2: Again, it's just like Pee Wee on the phone to Dotty. Yeah. Dottie. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's when uh, they ask him what he remembers. Oh, that's right. Yes.
0: Yeah. The Alamo. Alamo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he gets acquitted and then writes a song about it called Wacko from Waco. Yeah. Which is, oh, isn't about David Koresh. That's the best part. His, his lawyer. So his, the, the defense lawyer that got him off represented David Koresh. Like he was Texas's most. really Yes. Wow. There there's uh there's a country
2: David Crash another great uh rising music star. Mhm. Long before his time. the other way on the interstate.
0: What yep. what happened to him?
2: Um
0: I don't know. I will have to look him up. I don't think he's touring anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> um but they said that uh that there's this country singer Kinky Friedman who uh <laughs> when interviewed about The Verdict said that That this lawyer who has made tens of millions of dollars in his career defending uh, assholes who were obviously super guilty, Mm -hmm. you know, including David Koresh. He was like, this was this dude's finest hour. It was like, it's definitely the best piece of work. He shot a guy in the face and then everybody felt bad for him. Like, oh, man, what are they going to do to Billy Joe? Yeah. yeah i apologize yeah. I, I,
2: have you guys ever heard kinky friedman oh yeah he's a piece of work yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's
1: he's something else he had he, some he had some
2: he, good music he ran too, for like what's
1: that yeah he was a politician he did, he, too he, he did music he was like an author he was one of those renaissance he, crazy guys too right
2: he yeah. ran for governor i think of texas and right. i think billy joe was like his spiritual advisor during his run for
0: texas governor that's what well, yes yeah, so that's the other thing That we didn't touch on. Yeah. so Billy Joe is like A devout Christian <laughs> yeah. Born again yeah. there's So, so point, many folks. So many After songs about hour of us Talking
1: about him shooting people yeah. Carrying drugs across borders Freaking sawing His fingers off threatening yeah. to fight People who won't record his music And he loves <laughs> the baby
0: he, he, yeah. He's born again He He's sing <laughs> he's singing about Jesus He's divorced six Six times. times. Yeah. Amazing. And I, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever read the Bible, but they take a pretty strong stand on Indian leg wrestling, too.
2: (laughs) They really do. I think it's in Leviticus. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. The guy gets swallowed by a whale uh, and has to leg wrestle himself out. Yeah.
0: Well, Ken, I, I think we I think we did some justice. Hopefully did some justice to Billy Joe Shaver. I think, I think we covered, I think we covered it all. Um, He would, uh, oh, it's so funny. Like we didn't even cover it all. I I have took acid with the Grateful Dead in my notes. Um, Oh, I heard, I heard one funny story about this guy who uh, he's a, he's a drummer and Billy Joe calls him up. And uh, the drummer is in Nashville. I forget where the show or the drummers three hours outside Nashville. And Billy Joe calls him. Hey, I need a drummer tonight. Can you can can you, you know, can you get here for the show? And the guy was like, sure. He says he drives Billy Joe, like gave him an address. And so he drives three, three and a half hours to this address and he gets there. And Billy Joe and one of his bandmates are sitting in a car outside the payphone. It's been three and a half hours since he called. And he gets there and he said that, um, he was like, hey, he was like, have you, it's like, is this a payphone you called me from? He was like, yeah, they were just sitting in their car. He was like, yeah. He was like, have you just been sitting here the entire time? (laughs) He was like, yeah, we're waiting for you. And then he (laughs) said he looked in the car and noticed that their faces were beat beat red, like the reddest red you've ever. He 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 said, like no human beings. And they both had faces that were completely just insane red. And the guy said, "Hey, are you guys okay? Did did you take something because your both your faces are beat beat red?" And Billy Joe said, "Yeah, took too many of them suntanning pills." <laughs> what? Yeah, and that was the only explanation he that was the, the the guy says he still has no idea what happened. All right, let's load in. <laughs> let's do sound checks, fellas. <laughs> he said they'd been sitting in a car next to a payphone for three and a half hours and it looked like they were painted red by the time he got there.
3: <laughs>
0: Incredible. So all right. I think that's uh I think we covered it but listen like Johnny said go on YouTube there's so much amazing live footage of this guy on YouTube and yeah,
1: find the live stuff. Don't um yeah, like some of the some of the the videos, like the music videos are kind of cheesy, Yeah. but the live stuff, especially the more recent live stuff is really wonderful.
0: I watched uh his his final performance was over the pandemic and it was on Zoom. And it's just him and a guitar player doing live forever, and I think it's just a few weeks or a couple months before he died. But his, his final performance is about how he's going to live forever through his music and as entertaining as this dude's life was um i i love the music like i'm excited now that i've i've got somebody new to uh to listen to and there's a lot of great live albums too his, his studio albums they said because he would he would sign a rec- he would sign for a record label which and they would promptly go out of business he, so he's had to re-record his album several times so you don't even know if what you're listening to is the original or when it was recorded, like it's, it's just a mess, but um, there's, there's so much great live stuff out there. And uh, I, I I think, I think we did it, Johnny, you're, you're, you're back and better than ever. Oh, my gosh. Although, Johnny, crazy. your your face is something wrong with your face. Your face is beat red right now, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I've just yeah. been taking some of them suntan sun pills. Oh, I, oh OK. I, I well, thought, uh, that's been our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were just embarrassed at how many times you've done this now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love how I'm just always like the, 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 like when you guys were like, you were getting a little bit high, you were starting to really take off, like the roller coaster was really going up. You tick, had the, tick, the tick, drummer, tick, tick, from tick, Def Leppard. you had the, the Hanson brothers, you guys were just red hot. And you said, How can we bring this thing back down to earth? How can we keep this nice and even keeled and not let it go to our heads? Let's call Johnny.
0: You know what? These so, are honestly, me and Chip talking like, it's so cool getting these big interviews. But they're fucking nerve wracking like like this. They're,
2: they're not they're not fun like this.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, this the, like this. The, these are my favorite episodes is when we just get to sit and goof around on, on a funny story.
1: With a complete yeah, well, they're nobody, they're-
0: <laughs> 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 Jesus. yeah, congrats.
1: That's why I keep coming oh. back.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> you hear Kahuna getting in there again? Yeah, I like it, Kahuna. <laughs> Wait, Johnny, I got to tell you this real quick before we leave. So right before we, uh, right before we're recording the Rick Allen and Zach Hansen episode, I'm sitting here in the studio and I get a text from Chip, and I read it and it says, "Hey, this is for the both of us." Let's just remember to have fun and be conversational and not stay in our own heads. And let's just have fun with it and don't stress. And I'm like, oh, that's good advice. And then seconds later, I get a second text that says, this is just for you. You're a fucking pussy, and no one likes <laughs> you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> From Chip as well.
0: Ah, oh, yes. which is goddamn Chip! You make me laugh harder than just about anybody. Oh uh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's
2: I'm the uh, I'm the Billy Joe Shaver of comedy. That's, that's <laughs> what I try to. That's what I try to make myself.
3: So when are you gonna shoot Ken between the mother and the fucker? <laughs>
2: <laughs> anytime now. Anytime he's mix. He's mixing his uh, iced coffee with a knife right now. For those.
0: Of you. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how? Do you know how big this podcast would blow up if you shot me and I lived, and then we just can, and then I apologized and we continued on.
2: I mean, if you're down for it, so am I. We can talk. We, yeah, we can discuss. Yeah. We can discuss.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. Johnny, hope you had fun. It was always great hearing always. from you.
2: Um, and uh, make sure you follow us um, at rock and roll pod on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, uh, like us, subscribe to us, oh, leave a review wherever yeah, you go, uh, wherever you find your fine podcasts. Uh, we would love the uh, we would love the love.
0: The The numbers are starting to grow, but we need we need more reviews. Uh, The more reviews we get, the more visible the podcast becomes. So if you're enjoying all of this free content that you get, uh, do us a solid. And uh, I'm talking to you, Plano, Texas, where there's hundreds and hundreds of downloads. Uh, Asbury Park, we're we're very popular. Um, Leave us a review. Help us grow. Help us help you. And and then we can provide even more uh, great content. And if you you just started
2: listening, go back and listen to some of our episodes, some of the most fun or interesting ones, the Joe Briath episode, Uh, the one where we talk to
1: um, – the one yeah. where I talk about Spade Cooley. Spade Cooley. Honestly, is a good, that is honestly, honestly one, one of my favorite one, episodes. Right. So I talk about the Shangri La. <laughs> yes. You can go back and <laughs> anything. with yes. Johnny So good anyone see the words Johnny Good Times next to it, go back, listen, enjoy, and then I would just advise skipping the rest. They're not really all that good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and leave a review. Let's leave a review based on those four, not only the other
0: ones. I think that's, yeah, that's very just smart. Review Johnny. those four. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. I to help. out. Yeah all right everybody we'll all see right, you and next
2: follow time. me at chip chantry on twitter and instagram follow johnny good times at is it just at johnny good times well at johnny good
0: times on twitter and on yeah it is yeah and follow ken kranz at uh ken kranz comic kahuna anything uh,
3: yeah you can follow me on twitter christian atrell uh, or arcade player one, also on YouTube as Arcade Productions, as an old school arcade machine. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much. And, it.
0: when, and when's your album coming out again? December
3: seventeenth. December seventeenth. In the key of Christmas. Nice. Cool. Thank you. I'm excited, excited about this. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week.